welcome to Chick Chat, the Baby Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Nina Spears, the Baby Chick, and on today's episode, we have Brittany Worth, the Chief Operating Officer of Simplified, a boutique lifestyle brand specializing in products to empower busy women with the tools they need to simplify their lives. She lives in Orlando, Florida with her husband, Doug, four-year-old son, Douglas, and infant triplets, Nash, Bennett, and Eleanor. When she's not pushing their wagon of kids around their neighborhood, she enjoys cooking, trying new wines, having a rare date night out, and dreaming of their next parents-only getaway. We're thrilled to have Brittany on our podcast so we can ask her all of our questions about what it's really like to have multiples. Have you ever wanted to be a mom of multiples or wondered what it would be like? Well, today, July 12th, is National Triplet Day, and we thought it would be fun to chat with a mom of triplets, Brittany Worth, to get the real scoop. She'll be sharing about pregnancy, her transition from one child to four, and what she wants all mothers to know. Let's welcome Brittany. Hi, Brittany. We're so happy to have you on our podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Of course. Okay, Brittany, did you know that today is National Triplet Day? I actually did not know that. (laughs) So I probably should have, but thanks for telling me. No, of course. And it's so true. Today is National Triplet Day, and we are honored to have you here with us to chat all things triplet. Because, you know, I'm actually a twin. I have a twin brother. Yes. And I have triplet cousins, Henry, Jimmy, and Sophie. So I just know a tiny bit (laughs) about multiples. (laughs) It's not the same as being a mom. So that's why I thought it would be really fun to talk to a mom of triplets. Yeah. Know what it's really like. So thank you again, Brittany. Sure. Happy to share our story. Of course. So let's start at the very beginning. Okay. Brittany, what first came to your mind when you found out you were expecting triplets? So I found out that I was pregnant in March of 2020. So like the height of the COVID pandemic beginning in the U.S. And my first ultrasound was in April, beginning of April. And so my husband was not allowed to go to my appointment with me. Oh, yeah. But my doctor said, you know, do you want to take a video of the ultrasound? Do you want to FaceTime him in? I was like, no, it's okay. Like he's at home with our, uh, we had a three-year-old at the time. He's like, he's at home with our son. They're doing Zoom preschool. He's on conference calls. So I'll just take a video and show him later. We've done this before. No big deal. So she's like, okay. And she starts my scan and she starts my scan and she kind of, you know, wands over and sees three little circles and she stops. <laughs> and there's only like two reasons that they stop. If something really bad happens and they don't know how to tell you or if they don't know how to tell you something really good happens. <laughs> so I saw the three circles and I didn't say anything. And she was like, Do you sh- are you sure you don't want to call him? Or <laughs> I was like, no, it's okay. If it's bad news, I can just, I'll handle it and go home and tell him. And she's like, no, it's not bad. And so anyway, she started counting babies and she said, here's a baby and here's a baby and here's a baby. And I think I just laughed. Like I watched the video recently of my ultrasound and I just laughed <laughs> and I just said, oh, well, okay. So she started, you know, doing measurements and heartbeats and all of that. And I, I mean, I just had tears and I'm not typically crying at all, but just like happy tears and just to see three little heartbeats was just like instantaneously like. I honestly was very excited from the very beginning. My husband has twins in his family. And even though it's more has more to do with the mom's genetics and the eggs and all that, I always like thought about being a multiples mom and honestly really wanted to be one. My husband did not want to be a father of multiples. <laughs> They're like, expensive, right? Right. I was like, wouldn't it be cool to have triplets? He was like, no, that would like be my nightmare actually. <laughs> so here we go. And he's actually one of four and I'm one of four. So before we had any kids, we were like, oh, wouldn't it be cool to have four kids? And then 
we had one and he's wonderful and you know, but they're a lot of work. If you're two yeah. working parents, kids are kids are a lot, and even the best kids, like easiest kids, are still a lot of work. So anyway, we ended up with our four overnight. So <laughs> he was a little more shocked than I was. He actually went for a run right after I told him. He's like, I'm gonna go for a run. I'll be back in a little while. <laughs> I need to process this. I'm not running away. I'm just going to run around the neighborhood. So I'll be back. But he came back and was very excited. And yeah, so shock on his part, like immediate excitement on mine. Oh, I love that. That's so awesome. So, you know, we, we constantly talk about it's okay to not love your pregnancy because of course you still love your baby. I cannot even imagine what it felt like growing three humans in your body at the same time. Like, tell us, what was your pregnancy like carrying triplets? Oh my gosh. Physically, it wasn't a whole lot different in the beginning. I fortunately didn't have any morning sickness with my first son. And I honestly didn't with these babies either, which is kind of a miracle because there's so many hormones and your levels are so much higher when you have multiples. But I was very fortunate to not be sick and didn't feel physically a lot different until they started to move around and grow. And Mm -hmm. But I had to put on a lot of weight for these babies to be able to get the you know the best outcomes and gain the most weight individually. We have tri tri triplets, which means tri amniotic, tri chorionic. So it means they all have their own sacs and they all have their own placentas. Which if you're going to have multiples, that's like the best outcome. Yeah. So there, no one's competing for resources or anything like that. So they all had their own everything, and I just really my like one goal with my doctor was to gain as much weight as possible as fast as I could because I'm a small person. I'm five, one very like just very petite. So my doctor was very focused on like, you need to gain weight. You need to give these babies the best outcomes. So it was a lot of eating like Thanksgiving every day, like super full, miserable people pushing plates of food in front of you, which sounds like a dream, but when you do it every day, it's like nauseating. Uh, Yeah. But anyway, it, it was in some ways a lot easier than I expected. I wasn't miserable until the very end. (laughs) (laughs) and just being able to feel like three babies move at the same time was honestly the most amazing feeling I probably will ever experience in this lifetime it just like I had one one down low one on the top right one on the top left and they would all kind of kick and move in tandem and just watching my belly move that much that fast it was just it was just incredible so what a miracle could you tell which one was moving like oh this is baby a or this is you know or was it just like no that's a good question (laughs) For the most part, you oh, you could because they were very like, like our baby A, my baby A is always the one that's like the lowest low down to right. your cervix. So baby A was, and he was our biggest as well. So he was always down low. So anything happened down low, I pretty much figured was him. Baby B was on the right and he was our little guy. So it was a little harder to feel him until the very end, but I could feel him like every now and then. And then our girl, baby C, she was like way up in my rib cage. So anything happened up there, I figured it was it was either her head or baby A's feet. So <laughs> for the most part, we could pretty much tell who they who was depending on where they were. Because once they're kind of like in there and get so big, they just can't really move that far. So yeah, they're not like so floating around and changing right. positions or anything like that. Right. And small people unite. I'm 5'2", girl. So okay. I, I, you get know. I get it. I get it. Pregnancy is never easy, but on a small frame, when you just gain a lot of weight in a short yeah. amount of time, it's, it's just hard on the body. So. It totally yeah, yeah. Oh, I like my hero. I lived for bubble baths every night. That was oh. like my saving grace. Like every night, nine o'clock bubble bath. It was like the highlight of my day every day. 
<laughs> I love that. That's so great. So did you have like, it sounded like a for a triplet pregnancy, like a dream pregnancy. Did you experience like any symptoms? As far as like my symptoms, I had a lot of rib pain. Just everything got really big, really fast. It had to stretch, right? Yeah. yeah. It had to stretch. So I had a lot of rib pain and like tiny little rib fractures. Oh yeah. Which was very difficult. Like just moving in general kind of hurt there towards the end. Of course my feet got swollen at the end. Yeah. I didn't have like that many symptoms like or that many difficulties with my body, but I will say like the emotional toll of carrying multiples, especially when you have one that may not may or may not be like the healthiest. Right. That's a little harder, I think, for me than the physical toll of growing three at a time. Oh, for sure. We have our baby A was our biggest baby and then baby C was our girl. She was also pretty big. And then our baby B was he was the smallest and was the smallest from the beginning. Mm. So we had a lot of hurdles with him. It was just kind of like one thing after another. And we were always kind of worried about his growth and his viability and just a lot of concerns with him along the way that thankfully were all resolved by birth. But oh that's yeah I would say like the emotional toll of just worrying about him day in and day out from beginning to end of pregnancy was probably the hardest part. Oh yeah. I mean, we, we worry so much just about one baby. I can't imagine like that, that feeling of responsibility of, Oh, I have to grow three humans right now. And and just feeling like, I hope that they're all healthy and well. Yeah. That's, that's so much. I mean, my, my mother uh, having us twins, you know, I was seven pounds, six ounces at oh birth. Oh my gosh, that's I know. amazing. I, yeah, but my brother was like four pounds, okay. something ounces. So he was really little. So she, I can totally understand and relate because she was like, I was just so stressed out yeah, because of your brother. So yeah, it's, it's a lot on y'all. So, uh, but I'm so glad that everything turned out well after birth yes. and he's great. Yes. Oh, he's doing so well great. now. Oh, so what tools or products helped you stay comfortable during your pregnancy? I know you said bubble baths. Is there anything else that you're just like, oh, pregnant mamas of multiples, you have to do this or get this or anything that was helpful? Belly butter is a must. Is a must. Just go ahead and buy all the belly butter you can find in the store. Bird's Bees is my favorite and Perfect. I use it with my singleton. You'll hear only multiples moms will say the word singleton for one baby. But yeah, I say it all the time. I use it for my first son and then with my, my triplet pregnancy as well. Like lather the belly up every night. Just part right. of the routine. Yeah. I also, oh, to answer a previous question I forgot about, I had a, like, like a lot of itching on my like legs and feet. Like your skin like a, stretching so yes, much. There was yeah. like a three-week period where my feet and my legs were just on fire. They would not stop itching. Mm-hmm. I had to get like blood tests done to like roll out cholestasis of pregnancy, which is like a, I think they can happen later on in multiples pregnancy. So anyway, that was thankfully very negative. But I was taking like oatmeal baths, like a vino oatmeal bath, like oatmeal anything, soap, all the things to help with that. And what else? One of those like body pillows that go like all the way oh, around yes. you. Yes. Oh, yeah. Love that because <laughs> when your belly is as big as it was, you can't, I mean, it's hard to get comfortable when you're pregnant anyway, but you, there's like a certain amount of like, you gotta, you want to prep it up, but not too much. Cause you still want to lay on your side. It's just, it's a whole process. It's, it like, is. A, it's like a nest of pillows. <laughs> and so find your comfortable pillows, get your belly butter, maybe some like nice, luxurious oatmeal bubble bath products would be nice. But that other than perfect. that, everything else is kind of the same as the same. normal. normal okay. Pregnancy. I love that. I love yeah. that. And and it's so funny how like uh, we've done other podcasts on what to expect in your first trimester, second and third. And we talked a lot about like skin changes, like so much with the, even like your skin on your so legs. And your, 
so weird, right? Yes. The body is amazing. The female body is amazing, but there are just some bizarre things that happen when you grow another human. It's so true. <laughs> it's so true. Okay. So Brittany, how long were you able to carry your triplets before they were born? So the goal was, the original goal was 30 weeks, make it to 30 weeks. That's awesome. And then we kept going, kept going. And every week I was like, okay, one more week. We can do this. One more week. Yay. So I had my scheduled C-section. It was scheduled for 36 weeks. Okay. On October the 12th. My son's birthday, my first son's birthday is October the 10th. He was turning four. And my water broke on October the 9th. Stop. Yes. So we had his, we had my son's birthday party in late September. So that we, I mean, it was like a small family party because of COVID, but we had him a little birthday party just so we could have his own day. And I saw my doctor on there, my, my specialist doctor on Thursday. And she's like, you look great. There's no, no action, no changes, like small contractions, but that's manageable. So just don't move until Monday and we'll see you on Monday. I was like, okay, great. So I went home. That was Thursday. Went home, did all my normal things, which basically was get back in bed and watch Netflix and have everybody visit me in my room and went to bed that night, had some contractions on and off, but that had been happening for a couple weeks and uh, was just kind of restless that night. And then what got up to go to the bathroom in the middle of well, about five o'clock in the morning and my water broke, which never happened with my first pregnancy because he was induced. So that was like, just like you see in the movies, got up to go to the bathroom, the gates, the gate just opened and I was yelling for my husband in the bathroom and he bounced out of bed. And so anyway, they were born at 35 and four, which is actually pretty amazing for a triple pregnancy. That is amazing. Yeah. Wow. Good for you, mama. That's Thank so you. We great. You should be. Yeah. That's that's incredible. That's so awesome that you were able to carry. That's like full term for triplets. Yes, it is. Yeah. You know, I was that's, very surprised that we made it that far, but I'm very glad. That's and something that you said is something that I definitely want to point out. You said that you were already in the hospital. And for our listeners, I know that sometimes moms of multiples, especially like triplets or quadruplets, sometimes you have to check into the hospital oh, you know, sorry. weeks before the babies are born if if you're having contractions. I know that you're saying that that did not happen to you, but I did want to say to some people that it's very, I mean, I remember my aunt with her triplets, she had to get checked in like a month or two just to make sure that the baby stayed in as long as possible because any kind of movement, she was getting contractions and they're like, no, 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 it's too soon. But for you going close to full term, I'm so glad you didn't have to get checked in. So you were there before to, to, for your C-section or how were you already at the hospital? So I, I was having to go down, like all my appointments were actually like at the hospital, like right, right. I mean, in the building right next door. So all like my OB and then my MFM, which is a maternal yeah. fetal medicine doctor, which is a doctor that specializes in high risk pregnancies. So both of those doctors were like in the same building. And so I would go down there for all my many, many busy visits and ultrasounds. So I was there on thir- on Thursday for my scheduled ultrasound and then went home. I didn't have to check in at the hospital, thank goodness, but I went home, did a normal thing. And then my water broke and then we had to drive back to the hospital the next day to emergency had the babies. Luckily, I didn't have to have any um, extended overnight stays. I was actually really nervous about that for a long time, just not knowing how things were going to progress with their baby B. And also with COVID, I was very afraid that I was going to be in the hospital and my husband wouldn't be able to come as often as they would let him. I don't, there were so many restrictions at the time and so many unknowns. It was just a very scary time to be pregnant in general for yeah. anybody, much less yeah. someone who might be facing um, an extended hospital stay. Plus, when you have another child at home, like it's just heartbreaking to think about having to be away from them longer than longer than you want to be or longer than you need to be. So, and I do have some multiple moms friends I've made online who actually did have to stay longer in the hospital, unfortunately. But it's very difficult at the time, for what I understand. But 
it goes by fast and then hopefully you're home and can get all your family back together. But yes, yeah. we were very blessed to not have any extended stay beyond just checking in, having babies and then checking out. So that, and that's such a good thing that I, I wanted to also bring up, you know, you had your babies during this whole pandemic and COVID. Yeah. And so was your husband able to be in the hospital with you? And he and- was, yes, he was there. He, he went to only one doctor's appointment, the entire pregnancy. And I had wow. so many, um, Right, it was actually a specialist. It was a cardiologist appointment for the babies. We had to get their, some echocardiograms done for them. So that was the only time he saw them the entire time until the day they were born. Or they saw them like live and right. on video, but he was able to yes come with me when they were born. So he drove me, he drove us to the hospital, got us all checked in the triage. He was there every step of the way. You know the the gown, the you know the little surgical cap, like all the whole nine yards. So we got to have in some aspects got to have a very normal C section delivery as far as that goes with him being there right by my side, and you know he's like happy dad with the video camera and all that and you know, going with the baby to the NICU, I was getting, you know, all stitched up. And so in some ways it was about as normal as it could be given the situation, but yeah, having to wear a mask the whole time. And like the babies never saw our face, like until they left the hospital, which I thought was kind of bizarre. Like, what do they think we look like with these masks on? (laughs) (laughs) But of course we understood, you know, the necessity for that. So we were happy to, we're happy to oblige and keep everybody as healthy as we could, but it was just very, very strange. Like you don't, you don't think about it when you have a baby in normal times and you don't right. have to wear these things. And then like, does my baby think my face looks like this? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so how long were you guys in the hospital with the babies? We were there and they were born on Friday and I was discharged on Monday. And oh so, my gosh, Brittany, yes. you just had like the best possible experience I mean, truly, that you really could truly. for triplets. I mean, I'm, I don't even have triplets, but I'm jealous for, for <laughs> your experience because I know that so many moms sometimes have to go home and their babies yes. stay in the NICU. And well, all I this. Say, did your babies stay in the NICU or no? Eleanor, who she was our baby seat, Eleanor came home with us first, which for one that we have like come to understand is pretty typical of girls in a multiple pregnancy. They tend to progress faster than boys once they're born. Yes. So we actually told her in the NICU, you know, if you come home first, you get to pick out your bed. So <laughs> we like to joke that she was like, okay, we're out of here. She left with me on Monday. And so we left on Monday and the boys, our baby A is Nash and our baby B is Bennett. So Nash, Bennett, and Eleanor in that order. So Nash and Bennett were still in the NICU. And what was actually cool about our NICU experience is that they assigned, because we had three babies at one time, they assigned them to one room. It was like a pod room. Yeah, yeah. So there were like four four little beds. So it was like a quadrant of four. And the nurse's station was like right in the middle. And we delivered at a really amazing hospital in Orlando where, I mean, it's just like has a level four NICU. Like, I mean, just the best of the best. And we love it there. And normally if you have a NICU baby, they each, they get their own little room and they have like one nurse assigned to like two or three babies. And the nurse sits in the hall and monitors all their screens. But because we had three babies, our nurse for each shift was actually in the physical room, the entire shift. So when we would go visit our babies, we would just spend hours talking to these nurses. So we actually made some really dear friends while we were there. We were able to kind of connect and share our story and get to know their life stories. It was just really special. And actually still talk to most of them this day. We're friends on social media. And so anyway, yes, Eleanor came home with me the day I left. And then Nash was there two additional days. And then Bennett was there about 15 total days. Yeah. 
Which fish that's bait. wonderful for, it, I yeah, mean, only 15 really days. Is. That's fantastic. Yeah. He didn't have a lot of complications. He had to go under like the phototherapy lights for right. little jaundice. And jaundice. then he was mostly just feeding and growing. So yeah. he was born at three pounds, nine ounces, and you have to be four pounds to leave the NICU. Right. So like, and they do it in grams there. So every day we'd go, we'd go check on him and like we would celebrate every gram that he gained until he got to come <laughs> home. So, Aww. so yeah, but overall it was relatively short overall NICU stay. So um, we're very lucky with that. Oh, what a blessing. Yes, for sure. Oh, so Brittany, what was postpartum life like with your three babies? You know, did you think about it beforehand, like plan ahead? We want to know what, what did you do and how was it? Oh my gosh. I mean, how do you even prepare for that? Really? You can buy, (laughs) you can buy three of everything and you could think like you could have the best possible scenarios worked out in your mind. But honestly, like I think what honestly like helped me the most postpartum was, okay, well, I have to give credit, huge credit and shout out to my in-laws. They came, they live in Nashville, but they, uh, and they retired a few years ago. But when they found out we were having triplets, they rented an apartment down the street from us. And so they moved here for a year. Stop. Um, yes, That's I know. So and they're nice. so wonderful. I have such a close knit, like we're just, we're very tight. We have a very wonderful relationship, which I know again is like very abnormal for in-law relationships. <laughs> So they were in a, they, well, they asked for us, like, you know, Hey, can we come and help you? Like, we don't want to be in your house in your space. Like we'd love to get our own space and kind of be able to come in and out and not interrupt your flow too much. So, so they got their own space, which actually worked out wonderfully because our son could go over there and have like a down day and not be in the house, all the babies. And so they came and helped us every day. They were here every day when I came home, which really allowed us to, to be more present with the babies that were home and spent some time one-on-one with our four-year-old when we could. And it also allowed us to go see Bennett every day in the NICU, which was really important to me because um, yeah. I wasn't allowed to drive at that point. So right. we'd, we would be home, we'd be doing the feeding, the pumping, the, the everything, the hanging out with the four-year-old. And then we'd wait till everybody went to bed and we'd load up my little breast milk cooler and we'd drive to the NICU downtown and get to spend a few hours at Bennett and then come home and do it all over again. So, oh, gosh. so postpartum life was in some ways it was a lot harder than I expected. Just having some babies at home and wanting and needing to be at home, like physically needing to be home and pumping and all those things. But then having one baby still in the hospital and just like the emotional, like the emotional toll of feeling you needed to be in two places at one time, which is not possible for anybody. And especially not for a hormonal, very hormonal postpartum mom. But it honestly, it went, it went by, I felt at the time, like it was just never going to end. We didn't even know when he was coming home and every day was like positive update, but we don't know what's happening. We don't know when he's coming home, but all, all told it was only two weeks and it was the longest two weeks of my life. But now I look back on it. I'm like, that wasn't so hard. That wasn't so bad, <laughs> but we had a lot of help and we, I mean, we still have help. So I think it definitely was the best possible postpartum period that I could have possibly have hoped for, for sure. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm so happy that you had that experience. That's, I know it's very rare too. We're, we're definitely in the minority to have that much help that, that for that long. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's fantastic. And so, and so, you know, whenever people think of postpartum, I'm always saying it's not just a physical recovery. It's also emotional because your heart just grew four times the size now. (laughs) And there's just so much that's going on. So, but I'm glad to hear it didn't sound like you had like any postpartum things that were an issue that you had to address at that point. How was your physical recovery after carrying three babies? How was that? That, that transition. So I expected the surgery recovery to be a lot 
I guess I had it worked up in my mind that it was going to be like the worst ever. And it was no walk in the park by any means. I mean, you just gave birth no matter how it comes, no matter yeah. how babies come out, you gave birth and it's yeah. very painful. I know. I um, always tell people it, it, there's no easy way to get a baby out. This like is true. It, it's all hard. This is true. <laughs> so, yeah. There's no easy way. <laughs> 100%. So I, my first son was born vaginally. So that was like a totally different kind of recovery. And this right. is my first and only C section. So I had nothing to compare it to. Right. So, I mean, it was the pain was intense, but. I honestly, like, I, it wasn't the worst thing that, I mean, I, it could have definitely been worse, you know, had, had some good meds and had a lot of help. And (laughs) I think at the time it felt like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? It just, I mean, everything hurt to sit up, hurt to lay down. I like kind of snake slithered out of bed when I needed to get up because, you know, you can't get up without having pain, but I will, I mean, I'll say it really wasn't as bad as I think I had worked up in my mind that it was going to be. Well, that's good. Yeah. And that's what I like to tell moms that C-section, sometimes some people are like, oh, it was horrific. But a lot of times I feel like women are like, oh, it's not easy. It's definitely hard, but it's not like, you know, death. It's not like the worst thing ever. It's, it's, you know, and, and they tend to recover pretty, pretty well too. So I'm, I'm glad you had that as well. Yeah. That was definitely my experience. I mean, I thought, I thought it was going to be closer to feeling like death than feeling like, I mean, it is a major surgery for sure. Don't get me wrong. And if anyone listening had a not good experience, that's okay. Like that, that's normal for some people. And I don't know. I think I just, I think like once you get into the mode of like, all right, they're out. Now we just have to transition from, I mean, you're still recovering, but there's also their babies to feed and there, you know, like things to do, things to be done. Even with help, you still have to get it. You still have to do things. So I mean, you kind of have to just, I mean, for me, I had to get myself in the mindset of like, all right, like on to the next thing. Like they're out. Now (laughs) you have to take care of them all. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Now you're like, cool. Four kids. I need to feed. (laughs) I definitely, I think helped. I mean, it was hard to not have them all home at the same time, but I will say it was definitely easier to bring them home one by one to kind of like, okay, we have one home. Let's assimilate. Okay. Now we have two home. Let's adjust our routine. Okay. Now we have three home. How are we going to do this? Yeah. That's a really good point that it can, that's nice that you kind of had that little transition, Sure. (laughs) even though of course it's sad. You want all of your babies home, but at the same time, it's, it's kind of nice for you to be able to get your footing with, you know, each baby as they come home. And it was actually, we had, um, so each baby had their own little homecoming day, which helped my son, my older son, to be able to kind of connect with each of them individually and not as a, not as a unit of three. He got to yes. have like the experience of like, here's sister and here's first brother and here's second brother Aww. and have those like little moments with each of them. Every day we, we bring a different, I say every day, who says that? <laughs> every time we bring a different baby home, he, they would, he and my mother-in-law would make a little note for the door, like, welcome home, Nash. Welcome home, Bennett. And so he'd be out on the front porch, like, jumping up and down, waiting for each of them. So it was really Aww. special to get to see him connect with them individually as we could bring them home on their own. What a special tip for anyone who is expecting multiples and you're not bringing both at the same time or, you know, all of the babies at the same time. What a cool way to do that. I love that you share that story. That's so, so special. Yeah. Yeah. I actually forgot about it until just now. There's so many, so many things that happen that you just kind of, if you don't write them all down, you forget about them. Yeah. Yeah. And so that leads me to my next question. What was the transition like for you as a mom and, and your husband from one child to now four. When you become a second time parent, you always ask your other friends who have other children, like, was it harder to go from zero to one or one to two? And you get varying answers, but we don't know any different. I mean, we only, we only had one and now we have four and that's, (laughs) that's just our reality. So I think it's just kind of all relative. 
we, it was a lot at first. It was, I mean, we have three new babies, three new personalities. I mean, they're all different. They all have different needs and I mean, they all have basic newborn needs, but they all have different personalities and they all want different things at different times. So it, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot of, a lot of like man on man. Yeah. Luckily we have, you know, we had parents here to help and we were able to, you know, kind of like divide and conquer four adults and four babies, four adults and four children. So everybody had somebody to take care of at all times, but it was, it was hard for sure to, to navigate the world of like, oh man, how do we have so many babies? We we still look around even to this day. We're like, like, why are, how are there three of them? I don't even understand. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're I mean they're just they're I don't know they're really easy I think we just looked out honestly like they're easy babies they're so happy and mm. you know we have friends come and visit or you know family who's come to visit and met them and just said like it's just a lot more calm here than I would expect and which is funny to me to hear because I'm not normally a calm person I'm usually pretty type a and kind of high strung <laughs> but I think like I think that was like to my benefit to have to endure a multiples pregnancy and birth and now bringing home multiples. Like I just was forced to chill out, honestly. Like there's just so little in the process that you could control. So you can either get like worked up and be high strung about it and stressed out all the time or just kind of take a deep breath and realize like they're going to cry. They're babies. Unfortunately, sometimes they all cry at the same time. It's rare. Honestly, they don't like, Unless they are like really crazy and like it's just like the witching hour and everybody's losing it. Yeah. It's super rare that they're all upset at the same time. They're usually like all laughing at each other or, you know, laughing at big brother. And it's usually pretty peaceful in our house for the most part, I'll say. Uh, what, a, what a great experience. You just, Brittany, you lucked out with all of it. It sounds fantastic <laughs> to me. You know, we try to stay ahead of, we try to take about three steps ahead of everybody at all yeah. times. So like anticipating their participating the meals and, and the naps and all those. Luckily for us, they all came home on a three-hour NICU schedule. Like the NICU nurses are just angels from heaven, I'm convinced. There's yeah. nobody else on the planet like a NICU nurse. And they got the babies on a schedule like right away. So we just came home and kept that going, which helped us kind of anticipate their needs ahead of time. Right. And so everybody kind of knew what to expect at all times, which was, that's a huge, I think that's a, probably a huge piece of advice for like NICU parents or for multiple parents in general. Like there's a schedule they come home on stay on it. Yeah. It will be everyone's peace of mind. Yeah, that definitely helped for sure. That's so great. That's so great. So now for I we asked how that transition was for you, but how about your son? I mean, he was used to being, you know, the only child getting all yeah. of your love and attention, and I think all of us parents worry about, oh gosh, how are they going to adjust to their new sibling? But now your son has to adjust to three new siblings. How yes. how did your son adjust to being a big brother with all of these babies? Well, first I was worried about the actual like physical reaction of like, oh my gosh, what if these babies are born on his birthday? Like how awful would that be oh. to be like the only child, the center of your parents' world? And not only are you like, are you overtaken by three babies, but on your birthday. So thank goodness <laughs> that didn't happen. They were born the day before. So now we have three birthdays on October 9th and one birthday on October 10th. And the first few days he was just very excited to be a big brother. I mean, just, it was just different. And I think he, we kept talking about like, you know, once the baby, I wasn't allowed to come upstairs for a while. I wasn't able to climb the stairs. So I couldn't do like bedtime with him for probably the last two months of pregnancy, which is very hard on me emotionally. And that was our special time. So I kept telling him like, Hey, once babies are born, mom can come upstairs and do bedtime with you again. Things can go back to normal. So he was looking forward to like getting back to like the things that we used to do together that were special. So I think he had a couple of things to look forward to in addition to the babies coming home and being a big brother, like being able to get some version of normalcy back with mom and dad. Right. 
he, I will say he was, he's very loving to them and has been since day one. I mean, he just loves being big brother. He's a clown. He loves making them laugh. He's super helpful. He, there have really honestly not been any moments of like jealousy or baby anger or anything like that. Maybe because we have help and we can kind of divert his attention when things get crazy and somebody can take him off to play or yeah. we are luckily able to kind of divide and conquer. But something interesting that happened, it was probably about a week before Ben, it was like right in the middle of our NICU journey. So we had two babies home, Bennett was still in the NICU and we were getting ready to go see Bennett in the evening time. So my husband came up to put Douglas to bed and they, he was laying in bed, you know, like petting his hair and kind of like tucking him in and all this stuff. And my son had a fish at the time, uh, a pet fish named Roger. And he, they had been talking about whether they should get Roger some Halloween decorations for his tank. Should we get him a little pumpkin to go in it? Should we, you know, spruce it up for Halloween? My son said, dad, I, I've been thinking about the Halloween decorations and I don't think that it's a good idea. So wh- why not, buddy? Like, why would you not want to do that? It'd be fun. He said, well, I just think that if we put the new stuff in the tank, then we have to take the old stuff out of the tank and then if the old stuff comes out, then nothing will be the same anymore and everything will be different. And it, it's so many different things right now. I just think that it's too many different things. And he starts like sobbing hysterically. And so my husband, and like, of course, like I'm hormonal. My husband is like sleep deprived and he's, you know, not hormonal, but he's, you know, lots of emotions. And my son, he's like trying to hold it together and like get our son to calm down and go to sleep. And he like pulls himself together in the hallway and he comes downstairs. You know, we leave with our milk cooler and get in the car we're about five minutes out of the driveway and he's, he just like kind of tears up and I ask him what's wrong. And he tells me the story and we're both like sobbing hysterically on the way to the NICU. And he's like, you know, this is not about Roger, right? I was like, yeah, I caught, I caught that. <laughs> I kind of picked up on that. So it was very interesting to hear my son kind of manifest that everything would be different. If we change this about the tank, nothing will be the same for Roger. There are so many things changing. So it was very interesting to hear him put that spin on Roger's tank wasn't really about Roger. It was more about everything else in his life. But yeah, I still tear up talking about that story. He's just, he's a very intuitive little guy. He's very like, he's very emotionally mature. He's kind of sensitive. He's also like very smart and very funny to you. So I will say like, that was like the one time that he really kind of put it out there that he, he knew things were changing and he could tell they were changing and he had a good cry over it. And we had a couple of good cries. And honestly, like since then it's been okay. I mean, there've been moments of I want someone to play with me or, you know, why can't we go outside or why can't we do this? But, you know, we'll have to explain like, well, it's time for bottles and then we can do this or babies have, babies have to come first because they can't help themselves and you're big and you can't help yourself. So let's, you do this alongside of us while we're doing this with the baby. So we try to include him as much as we can in either whatever we're doing or can you parallel play while we do this with the babies? But it's hard, you know, you want to be able to give all the kids all the attention and physically you just can't unless you have a lot of people around. So, right. And I will say that just hearing how he, you know, was able to, to word, you know, how he's feeling into that story. That must be also a little bit easier that he's older, you know, being four years old, rather than if you had like two under two kind of thing, well, it'd be like four under two, how different that experience would be instead of having a four-year-old with three new babies. Do you think that that's kind of a benefit? Oh, for sure. Yeah. He, I mean, he's able to, I mean, he's very independent anyway. He loves to help and loves to like, you know, help prepare food and, you know, we'll pick up his toys generally when asked. I think him being a couple years older really has been a huge blessing for all of us because he's verbal. He can kind of communicate his needs either emotionally or 
physically or, you know, just can communicate his frustrations or, or his happiness even. It definitely helps to have an older child when, when you have this. But I mean, that we just never really felt ready to have a second child until now. And then luckily for us, like there was enough of a gap that like, okay, well now we have multiple. So let's just figure it out. <laughs> Absolutely. And now I want to know, cause I'm sure our listeners are also questioning the nighttime, you know, night times yeah. are always the hardest time uh, with babies and you have three of them, but you yeah. had this help. Did they help? Did your family help during the night or was it just during the day and it was you guys just man in the night shift or how did that, how did that all happen? That's a great question. So when we first brought them home, we had my in-laws would come and help and they would help through the 11 o'clock feed. So our babies were on three hour schedule. So what, eight, 11, two, five, eight around the clock. So they would help and I was pumping. So I really couldn't get more than a couple hours of sleep at a time anyway. So my husband would go to bed at the, well, he put our son down at eight and he'd go to bed and then I would help feed the babies in the living room at eight and then at 11. And then I would put everybody else to bed and my in-laws would leave for the night. And so my husband and I, redid the overnight feedings by ourselves. We just kind of felt like that was something that we wanted to handle on our own. And, and even though my in-laws are like the most wonderful people on the planet, like you just don't, I personally didn't want to have people in my house at two o'clock in the morning. And, you know, you want to be able to wear your nightgown and not have to, not have to worry about like covering up and do all the things when you have somebody else there. And not that they would have cared, but I just felt more comfortable just handling it ourselves. And I will say I had some friends who've had multiples before me who they, they had night nurse, wonderful. That's great. Like that's the route you want to go. You, you do you. Yeah. But that just didn't, didn't really feel like it fit for us. And we wanted to just kind of see what we could do on our own. And if we needed to yell uncle and ask for help, then we could, but yeah, it was, it was a lot. It was every three hours, which didn't mean we were sleeping for three hours. It mean, we were sleeping about an hour or 90 <laughs> minutes by the time you get up and make new bottles and do diapers and all that. So we would get up and we would, luckily they were such great, they were great sleepers and they were on that schedule. So we'd get up and a few minutes ahead of them so we would I'd feed one and he would feed one and then I would put my baby down and then go pump and then he'd feed the third one so it was like feed two babies put those down I go pump he fed the third baby get back in bed do it again in 90 minutes so it was that around the clock for for a while at least at nighttime yeah then they started to stretch their sleep a little longer and a little longer and now everyone's sleeping through the night they're seven months old, so yay! Yeah, Look at it you. took a you little survived. longer. <laughs> it took a little longer than with my first son. We had he was sleeping through the night about four and a half months. So, but these guys they were premature, and I were if I woke up in the night, I just gave him a bottle and didn't ask questions. And actually, about two weeks ago, they started sleeping through the night, which has been a game changer for everyone. Oh, so I can imagine, yeah, That's such a huge milestone. How wonderful! Yeah, but when you're in the thick of it of those like newborn nights, you're like man, this is never going to end. It feels like it's never going to. I'm going to be doing this for for the rest of eternity. And then like, <laughs> and then one day, like they sleep a little longer and then a couple weeks later, they sleep a little longer. But I will say, we still talk about this regularly. Like those nights that we were up in the middle of the night together all night long are some of my favorite memories, honestly. Like we would just like, we would keep the lights low. We'd turn on the bathroom light and kind of pull the door closed. It was just very dimly lit. And we would just like talk the whole time. We would talk, we would like tell things about our but the day before where like, if, you know, Hey, did you say this happened? Or, Hey, did you hear Douglas say this? We would just like, or, Hey, did you see this on TV? We just talk. And we honestly, like we became a lot closer as a couple having those nights together. So we just tried to choose to make it a time of like connection and, you know, we're going to be up together anyway. So like, let's just make the most of it. And we would laugh and 
those stories. And they were definitely nice where we didn't talk at all. We were just tired and trying to get back to sleep. But for the most part, it was definitely a time of like of growth and of reconnection for the two of us and just being able to spend some time together, like just us, you know, talking and hanging out and, and uh, just being the two of us again. I love that. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. As yeah. a mom who just had my second baby nine, 10 weeks ago. Well, when you guys hear this, it'll be later. <laughs> but but yeah, I'm still doing the night shift. And I, of course, I've done this before. Sure. And I know they do sleep eventually. But when you're in the thick of it, you're right. You just think, oh my gosh, I'm going to be doing this for so yes. long. Yes. <laughs> but I can't imagine three. That's why well, I'm and, like, oh. And when you're up by yourself, like I was in my yes. first son, you just yes. kind of look over at your at your spouse and they're sleeping peacefully and you like you shoot those little eye darts at them and you <laughs> like enjoy your sleep now my friend so I, I will say my husband can he needs a lot more sleep than I do like I can survive on a lot less sleep so it definitely was harder on him than me I think but yeah but we survived and now we're on the other side and live to tell the story so I love it I love it I was gonna ask did you ever dream about having multiples but you already said that you did at one point so is it anything like you thought it would be um, you know, what's funny is, so when I was in college, a really good friend of mine, she was, I think she was five years older than me, or she still is. She actually had triplets, surprise triplets. And mine were surprised also. And spontaneous triplets is what they call them medically. So she had spontaneous triplets when I was in college and I knew her through our church. And so I would go, her husband was our youth pastor and he would have to go work on Wednesday nights. And so I would go to her house and I would help her take care of her babies. I helped her do their bedtime, do their bottles, do their baths. And so that was for like a year at least. And so I got to see how she did life with these, with, she had a, oh she had gosh. a younger child and how then she cool had the triplets. That? Yeah, that you it's had so, like, it's like divine intervention really knew was, that you were going to have triplets. So you needed that training or something. Yes. <laughs> I, I cannot. Yes, exactly. And I like, and, and, her life was not easy by any means. She had a, she had a little girl, then she had triple boys and she, I could just see how hard it was from the outside looking in and could not even like fathom how she did it. But yeah, it was just such a unique experience to have that. And so when I found out I was pregnant with them, the, she was one of the first people that I told, um, even before we were telling people really, cause I needed someone who, someone who truly knew what it meant to be there. And she gave me such great advice and she was so encouraging. So definitely was like very unique to have someone who I was so close to already walk that road ahead of me and to kind of already have a glimpse into that life. Like, yes, it's hard. Yes. Like you don't sleep much. And yes, like there, there are three times of things to be done, but it doesn't mean it's always three times harder. It just means you just have to do a lot of things three times. Right. Right. Oh gosh. Well, you just said that she gave you great advice. So now we need to know what advice would you give to an expecting mom of multiples? Oh my gosh, so many things. <laughs> um, but I'll keep it to a few. I would say first, just take a very deep, long breath and tell yourself you can do this. Because I had to tell myself that every single day. Like you were chosen for this for a purpose, for a very specific purpose. And I'm a person of faith, so I believe that God chose us for this for a reason. I don't know what that reason is yet, and I do intend on asking that every one day. <laughs> like, God, why did you choose me for this? I mean, thank you, but why me? But that's just me from a spiritual perspective. But I do think even if you're not spiritual, like I do think that people are chosen for things for a reason. And if you are, if you're blessed to have multiples, it's not always easy, but I think that you're chosen because you're equipped and you can figure it out and you're the person for the job. Secondly, this is a big one. Go buy yourself a copy of the book. Write this down. It's called When You're Expecting Twins, Triplets, or Quadruplets by Dr. Dr. Barbara Luke and read awesome. it cover to cover. It is, <laughs> is my, my MFM told me on my first appointment, she said, here's the book. And she took a picture of it. And she said, 
order Amazon before you leave my office. And I did. And ironically, when I got home and I had told my friend, my, my triplet mom friend that I was pregnant, she recommended the same book before she knew that I already ordered it. She said, read this book. I was like, I already ordered it. It's amazing. It has so many things. I mean, it's just chock full of like medical information. I mean, like about like your physical body, like how you're changing, how your babies will change, like all the different kinds of multiples you can have. Like I mentioned earlier, things that you need to be doing for your own body, for your baby's body. It's just, it's a wealth of information. So go buy that book on Amazon. Love it. I would also say like have kind of low expectations. That doesn't mean have bad expectations, but just have low expectations because there's so much about the process that you just have no control over. And and from a type A person who is who loves to have control over life and loves to like have a, I have a plan and I have a backup plan and usually I have a plan C also just in case. <laughs> there are just so many aspects of multiples pregnancy and postpartum life that you just don't have any control over. So hope for the best, but just prepare yourself that like it may things may not always go like you planned, but like you're going to come out of it on the other side one way or the other. So have expectations, but also be willing to roll with it if things change. And then lastly, accept help yes. in whatever form that comes in. Like I said before, we were very fortunate to have my in-laws who were able, they retired young and they wanted to come and help us and we wanted them here. So we were able to have help. We've never lived near family before as parents. We've always had family long distance. So this was the big one for us to have people nearby here every day to help. But even if you don't have that built-in family support system, like try to build community where you are whether that's in a community group or your neighborhood or a mops group or any, just any way that you can build community around you because like it's just a long road to walk alone. And, and I don't think we're meant to be like living life alone. I think we're meant to live in community and to, and to lift each other up and to be positive and helpful to other people. And so I would say, yeah, make sure you have a good support system around you, whatever that looks like for you and however you can build it, just invest in people who are going to invest in you also. Oh, that's fantastic advice. I so appreciate that. Oh, <laughs> and you kind of touched on one of the things that for my next question, I was going to say, what is a product or a service that you recommend to other moms of multiples? You already said that book. So we got to have that book. Yeah. Got to have the multiples. Is book. there anything else that's, a, I already asked you for pregnancy, but for, you know, having these babies, you're a mom, what are the products or services that were just God sends to you? Okay, Velcro swaddles, because I have ninja babies who can get out of regular swaddles and ain't nobody got time to figure out how to tie a swaddle blanket 17 times. So <laughs> Velcro swaddles are a must. I would say also, I uh, as a breastfeeding mom, I rented the hospital grade pump. Yep. If you're a mom of multiples, it's going to get the job done. My nurse told me it's the Cadillac of pumps. If you can, if you can swing it, if you can make it happen, I would rent that pump all day long. Yep. I actually like cried a little, cried a few tears when I took that pump back to the hospital because we had a good journey together. She was, <laughs> she was my best friend all night long. It was, it was a sad day, but also kind of a happy day, but yes, invest in a really good breast pump. I use, yeah, that one's called the Medilla Symphony for yes. people who are listening. Yeah. Yes. That one's wonderful. I also found these things on, where did I find them? I don't know, maybe a blog, maybe who knows where you find things these days by this company called La Vie, L-A-V-I-E. They're lactation warming pads and they're essentially look like little tiny remotes. Have you yes. seen these? Yes. Oh my gosh. Have you used them? Do you have them? I don't have them, but I know them. Yeah. Okay, you put them okay. on, they can well, vibrate and yes. it's like a massager. And they, they warm and they vibrate. So I yep. put them in my nursing bra like as I'm pumping and it just helps helps the milk flow. They were amazing. I'm not like they are gonna be my like number one gift to moms who I know are gonna try and breastfeed. They're amazing. I like put them in my little bag, we'd go to the hospital and I would pump there for Vinny and then I'd bring them home and they're they're well worth the seventy dollars for sure. So warming pads, Velcro swaddles. We really love the boppy loungers. Yep. Like for just somewhere for them to like rest when like 
you're not holding them. Yep. Obviously supervised. We're kind of minimalist, honestly, when it comes to baby stuff. We, we don't buy three. We buy three of the, necess- the necessary things, like three cribs, three bassinets, three three car seats. But we don't have three of everything because right. we don't have a huge house, and I just don't like clutter. So you know, buy three of the things that you think you really really need, and they can share the rest. We really love the Mamaru swing. We're big fans of the Mamaru. So we did have three of those because I don't know how we would have survived like dinner hour otherwise. <laughs> Everything else. Oh, the only other thing that I would really recommend is um, some kind of like routine book, whether you're like a mom's on call kind of person. We're a baby wise family. We love baby wise. And that's just mostly to help help your ba- help your family be able to function like on, on a routine People hear schedule, and I think that has kind of a negative connotation sometimes to newborn life, but right. I really personally believe that people thrive on a schedule. Everyone know, wants to know what to expect. I'm not really a willy-nilly kind of person. I don't want to just like fly by the seat of my pants at any time. I want everyone to kind of be able to anticipate the structure of our day and feel some kind of calm and comfort in knowing like what's coming next. So I would definitely recommend that, especially for mama multiples, because if you're trying to feed babies on different schedules and you've got a toddler at home and you're trying to also go back to work, like... Doing things Ugh. without a schedule is just going to be chaos. So too much. find something that works for you and stick with it. Uh, these are great. You guys who are listening, I hope you're writing these down. If not, we'll make sure to add these in the show notes so that you can just click and order or click and find more resources because this is just gold, Brittany. I love it. Okay. <laughs> so tell me now, what is the best part of being a triplet mom? Oh, gosh. So many things really. I mean, it's, it's just so fun. Like they, I think like knowing they're going to have like built in, or I hope they'll have like built in best buddies for life. I mean, there's just something about their bond and they're not even like super cuddly with each other. I wouldn't say like they like to snuggle and they never have. They're not like want to be next to each other. They actually kind of push each other away and they get annoyed with each other. But when they play together, just seeing them like sit up and laugh and like laugh at each other and just interact is just so wonderful. And being able to experience like everyone loves the like the experience of the milestones like the you know the first giggle or the first rollover or whatever and getting to do that three times and seeing three different people figure it out for themselves is just the most amazing experience. I mean, I loved all my first with my with my first son and getting to do that three times now and like usually not on the same time like one's doing one thing first and someone else does something different time. But it's just fun to get to celebrate those things with them as individuals and then seeing them interact as a unit is super fun too. Also, who doesn't love to dress them alike? I mean, oh my gosh, the my best husband, part. <laughs> my husband, he like, he hates when I dress them alike. So I try to coordinate them more than match them. But, uh, <laughs> but they do match occasionally. So that's kind of fun too. Oh, I love it. Okay, so now we need to know for you personally, what is the most challenging part of being a triple mom? I think worrying about or I guess like the emotional weight of worrying about whether I had a chance to connect with every baby every day. Like, did I have, did I spend time with this baby today? Did I get to hold this? I mean, we had, we were lucky to have, I went back to work in January and we have a lady who comes and helps us four days a week with our babies. And so she handles a lot of things during the day, which is wonderful. Yeah. But then I kind of miss out on, you know, I'm on conference calls and in meetings and, you know, handling things for my job and, she's handling all the things for our babies. So that's really wonderful. And it's a huge blessing to be able to have you here. But also like at the end of the night, I make sure like we put them in bed and then I pick each one back up for like 30 seconds or a minute just to have a snuggle and kiss them and pray over them. And just so I can have like a few minutes with each baby every day. And then with my son too, at his bedtime, like that's probably the hardest part is the emotional guilt of like, did I, did I hold everybody today? Did I connect with everybody today? Do they all feel loved and cared for equally? And 
and I'm sure they do and I'm sure they're they're happy and they seem happy and well adjusted so but you do think about that you know where your your time and your attention and your love is like divided by four yeah I think that's like any mom with like more than one child, sure. even one child, you yeah. just are like, D- am I doing it right? Yes. Am I, are they feeling my love and how I'm trying and am I doing a good job? And so I feel like everyone can relate to that, but yeah, sure. I can only imagine. And the answer likely always is yes, you're doing yeah. a great job. Yes. They feel love. Yes. They're, they're, they're thriving and they're doing well. Like give yourself some grace, give yourself a little bit of a break. Like you're doing okay. <laughs> exactly. Like that meme, like if you're worrying, if you're being a good mom, you probably are one. Yes, if you're worrying yes, about absolutely. it. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. So Brittany, what do you wish you would have known then before you had these babies that you know now? I wish I would have been able to see like into the future to now, like we're going to be okay. I, we had so much help in the beginning that the, the thought of them, when I would think about like our help leaving and us being on our own, it would just send me uh, almost over the edge. Like, how are we going to do this? How are we going to handle three babies and a toddler? Like they're all going to melt down at the same time and I'm going to be crying and it's going to be dinner and everyone's going to be upset and my husband's going to be angry like, and I'm going to be like so overwhelmed, but it's honestly like, it's peaceful. And as long as we kind of stay a step ahead of them, like I mentioned before, like we know what to expect and we anticipate them and we just try to do the best we can. Like it's going to be okay. Like we are, we, we love our help and we love having people here who know our kids and know the routine, but when they're not here, we're on our own. Like we do just fine. Like we, we got, we have a system in place. We've got a structure. Everybody kind of knows the routine and like, it's all right. We do. Okay. Like believe in yourself, like think you can do it and, and you can do it. You can do it. Uh, Amen. So with that, what do you want other people to better understand and know about being a triplet mom? Whenever they see you or any mom of triplets or multiples, what do you wish those people knew? I would say I don't experience a lot of negativity personally, maybe because it's COVID times and I'm always at home. <laughs> but I will say I see a lot of a lot of multiples moms on social media and different groups I'm a part of who who get a lot of negativity, like the negativity or like just, you know, just unsolicited feedback or comments. And I would say like it's way more of a blessing than a burden. And I think people who see you with three small children who are the same age think like, oh man, your life must be terrible. Like, how do you, do you ever sleep? <laughs> Is there ever peace? Is everybody right. crying all the time? Like, right. It, sure. There are stressful times and there are times when people aren't happy and you know, you just kind of have to muscle through those things. But like, I would say on the whole, like it is way more a blessing than a burden. And there may be three times the work and three times the diapers, but there's also three times the laughter and three times the happy moments and three times the milestones and, and all those different things you get to experience for one baby. You get the joy of experiencing that times three babies. Maybe that's just how we choose to look at it. We try to find the positive and things to keep us going and don't try to spend too much time on, on the negative. But I would say if you see a multiple song out there and you think, to yourself, I want to say something, try for that first thing you say, or the only thing you say to that mom to be something positive. Yeah. Something as simple as good for you, mom, you go like, you're amazing. Look at you go. Yeah. I will never forget. There was a lady at the hospital who she was working at the security desk when we would go back to the NICU and see Bennett. She saw us come in and out and I think, I don't think she knew cause we didn't leave with all the babies at one time. I don't think she knew that we had more than one cause I only saw her a couple of times, but at one point we were having a conversation while she was verifying our IDs and all that. And my, she said, you know, like, look at you getting moving around. And my husband had, you know, kind of nonchalantly mentioned like, yeah, pretty good for a triplet mom. And she looked at me and we both had masks on and she said, girl, you just had triplets. Get out of here with your bad self. And it <laughs> made me so happy. 
I mean, it wasn't anything negative. It wasn't like, oh man, that stinks for you. Like, what's your life like? It was just encouragement, positivity, Aww. and it made me so happy and it was so encouraging. So if you see a multiples mom and you want to talk to them, be positive. Find something to say because they're probably already having a difficult time or a hard day anyway. <laughs> just find some way to be encouraging or don't say anything at all. Amen. Girl, get on with your bad self. Get on with I your bad that. self. <laughs> That's so great. That's so great. Oh gosh, Brittany, do you have any just like final thoughts or words of advice for our listeners? You've already shared so many great like pieces of wisdom, but anything else that you would like to leave us with? I will just reiterate something I said earlier because it is it has rung true for me in every stage of life and especially as being a mom and a mom of multiples is no matter how many kids you have, whether you have one kid, whether you have multiples, whether you have a flock of children, <laughs> do your best to find community where you are just to invest in people and really seek out people who are going to speak truth in your life and positivity and who are going to love you for who you are and encourage you and and help you. Because I mean, I really do think it takes a village to raise small children, whether you have one or many. And I think that having that community around you who will build you up and who will bring you the meal trains and you know, who will, you know, walk by your house and knock on your door and drop you flowers off or just bring you a cup of coffee and say like, Hey, I was thinking about you or, Hey, I miss you. Can I come see you? Or, Hey, can I just come sit on your porch and have a glass of wine? Can I bring you some wine? Like, what, how can I, like, how can I pour into you? Like, what do you need? And there's different seasons where you're the recipient of that. And there's seasons where you're the giver of that. And I think having community that you can share that with people is really special. That's awesome. Oh, I totally agree. Here, here. Oh man, <laughs> Brittany, this was just fantastic. You need to let us know where can our listeners find you? Well, I, I would love to have a blog, but I don't have time for that these days. Let's be honest. <laughs> but I am on Instagram at Brittany Worth, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y-W-E-R-T-H. I also, you can find me uh, glimpses of me over at Simplified, which is the company that I work for. So you can kind of see me poking in and out, but generally speaking, I'm on Instagram. We share lots of stories, highlights, general shenanigans from multiples life over on Instagram. We love it. And we love Simplified and we love you. So thank, oh, you, thank you so, so much. much. This was, was just such a blessing and so excited I could be here and, and get to chat with our life or through our life with you and just kind of share our story a little bit. It's fun to get to relive these moments because so many things have happened in the last year that like I know the story, but when I get to recount it to someone else, like just to think about like where we were and now here we are and how far we've come is just, this is a fun walk down memory lane for us. Yeah. Well, congrats to you. I mean, seriously, this, this is just wonderful. You're literally my hero. I don't know how you oh, do it, nice. but you do no, it with I, such I don't grace. that, but just do the best that I can. <laughs> well, I, I've always admired mothers of multiples and, you know, I, you guys are just rock stars. Y- y'all and single moms. I don't know how you do it, but you, you know, guys are just my heroes. My sister's a single mom and she is my hero. I don't know how she does it. There are yeah. many things that I do in my life that I, I do, but I'm like, how do you do this? I don't understand how you, I may have three, but you had to do this by yourself. And she's my, I mean, I may be someone's hero, but she's my hero for sure. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, I, and I know I learned a ton from today's episode, so I hope our listeners did too. I'm sure they did, but Brittany, thank you so much again. Thank you. The privilege is mine. It's truly so much fun. 
Oh, of course. And and for our listeners out there, like we said, to learn more about Brittany, you can visit her on Instagram at Brittany Worth, Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y-W-E-R-T-H, as well as on Simplified. You guys love Simplified and that's Simplified.com for more. Our team will be posting today's episode on our Baby Chick Facebook page. So if you have any questions or comments about triplets and mothers of multiples, please share them with us in the comments. And as always, if you haven't already, please subscribe to Chick Chat the baby chick podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us an honest review 